Welcome back to Coal America. I'm Chris Coleman, your host. I'm so sorry. I haven't been here in a while. Ooh, buddy, I've been busy. I know it's the summer. You're going, wow. You know, the fall's all busy time. You're, you're slow in the summer. We had some plumbing issues. It was it was working. It was just draining really slow. Uh, we did some stuff. Moved the ice machine. Hopefully it's not as loud here while I'm doing the podcast now. Because we moved it uh, into the back and the office area. Had to move the mop sink. Repaint a couple of times. Uh, a, lot, a lot of things going on. Plus, uh, dark prom. I want to thank the Let's. They did an excellent job letting us host down there. I felt like, uh, for the most part, everything went as well as to be expected. Um, we can always expect the tournaments to run a little long. Because when we do tournaments at four or five different bars, then uh, it's really, really hard to organize because uh, dark people don't listen anyway, and especially when they're inebriated. <laughs> so, yeah, that just uh, that just makes it a little bit uh, nightmarish to try and run those tournaments. And that is the nicest possible way I could say that about running those tournaments. Um, but we're here today. It's Tuesday morning. It's uh, dead on noon right now. T-Town Dart League starts back this week. Now, we got 12 teams in the league this season. Last season we had 13. Mm. And uh, so we've fallen down to 12. That's not the direction that I want to be going in. As commissioner, I feel a little bit like the Pac-12, like the Big, like the big 12 right now. You know, uh, losing the team. Villa opted out for the season. Uh, as we discussed last year, they're, they're not playing. Uh, just way too busy with way too much stuff going on, and that we completely understand. We hope to get them back in the league in the, in the future and have more teams. And, and, you know, any bar out there, anybody out there, you know, we're, we're going to have more. Now, the season technically starts tonight, but... The first match was actually played last night. Uh, Wheelhouse team, uh, Dirty SOBs, same team as they had last year with Robert and Keith and David and Will and uh, Brad. They uh, they took on Third Dark Magic. Uh, you probably heard me talk about that team before as a former member of it. Uh, last night, uh, their team this year is Navarro, Keon, George, Seth, and Scotty Mack. Scotty Mack wasn't there last night. Hmm. But uh, Navarro and Navarro, they're doing magic one nine to three. So they're currently on top of the table. And every time I talk about their team, I it, I've told people it reminds me of a uh, major league two when uh, Harry Doyle, the announcer, played by Bob Uecker goes, Roger Dorn retired, alleviating a huge hole at third base. It just kind of, hey, Coleman's no longer on the team, alleviating a huge hole in that one spot. But anyway, um, the the 12 teams in the league, other than those two, we actually have two matches here at Unique tonight. Um, as our team, Darks United, my new team, the expected team, me, Mac, my partner in crime here, Mac, 
uh, Chris Shoemaker that works here, and Michael Wallen, formerly of BR, uh, got him in the expansion draft. Um, we'll, we'll be here taking on Bad Darts More Beard. Now, that's a team you remember last year. They missed the playoffs by one, just barely, like one, two games. Um, very good team. We'll talk about, you know, Wayne, who's a perennial all-star, and Hunger, and JJ, and Andy, and uh, Sam Hall. All them. It's a good team. Uh, they won the TIT, the Tuscaloosa Invitational Tournament. Our version of the NIT. They won it. And so it's a, it's a good it's a good measuring stick for a new team. See where we stand. See where we're at. See what we can do. And uh, it'll, be, it'll be a fun one tonight. I know that. Now, the other two unique teams will be playing against each other. Against all odds, they're back. And uh, after that, you know, making the playoffs last year and then having to go to Redshed and losing to Third Dark Magic. And Winter Boost, they're back. Um, they made a move on their roster as well. Mm. Rosters. As Sonya left against all odds and joined Winter Boost, but she's still playing out of here. So they'll be here playing against each other tonight. It should be a really good time. Then you've got Yellow Hammers going over to uh, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry Four and a Half Men is their team name now that's Shane and uh, Cole RG Peyton slash Wee Man and then they added Smiley they added Smiley so you've got those guys uh, hosting Yellow Hammers that were a playoff team a year ago should be a good match there. Um, Short Chest and Sticky Tips are supposed to play the Hound's Truth. Uh, that game has been postponed till Sunday. So we don't really have a whole lot there going on. But then you do have the Dartman Cometh against Hopper's team. Elena's Long Shafts. Two-time defending champions now. Back-to-back. Still riding it. Uh, Elena's long chat, I mean, uh, still with their same team. Obviously, the Nocturnal team, the Dark Cometh, they they made a change uh, after the tragic loss of Horless. Um, they, w- they will still be Meat, who won in the most poetic, appropriate way, won the Scott Horless Memorial Dark Tournament we did last Saturday. Uh, Tyler and Evans back with them again. And then they added the assassin. That is Claire. Claire, I had never played a game with her. I'd only played against her. And in Dark Prom, anybody in the league, you know, wants to play in the tournaments, in it, right? Hmm. Well, Claire and I get drawn out as teammates. Okay. And let me tell you, buddy. Straight up assassin. You know, when you get up on somebody, sometimes you have to look at your teammate like, hey, let's finish this. You know, step on the throat. Let's go. Nope. Not with her. Not with that one. <laughs> she's she's going to finish it. Yeah, I was like, if she could throw. Like, I was uh, I was so happy to play with her. And it was, it was a privilege. Uh, we picked each other up at times. We got hot. And uh, we celebrated, celebrated winning Dark Prom. That is my fourth time to win Dark Prom. Uh, the first time was with Grip at Egan's. 
Then I won it with Keon at Redshed. That was awesome. Um, and then I won it with Robert at Egan's. That wasn't even fair. We strolled through that one. Uh, <laughs> a lot of the, a lot of the higher ranked players didn't play in that one. And in fact, the All Star game was the same night. And of the eight All Stars, we were the only two that played in the tournament. And then we got teamed up. Hmm. And then uh, now me and Claire. So at least at least they got that going for me. Once a dark prom tournaments. That's uh, yeah, got done something, done something. Anyway, but uh, that game is scheduled. The Dortmund coming is are scheduled to be at home tonight. We're hoping uh, that they will be able to be reopened. They they they're saying tonight, Wednesday at the latest. Uh, but it will be reopened soon. If not, they'll simply move that game to Hoppers. Seeing as how Evans is uh, one of the owners at Hoppers that plays out of Nocturnal, and Tyler's uh, girlfriend will be bartending at Hoppers, I don't think it'll be they'll be too mad about moving it. But uh, we'll see as the day progresses what what happens there. We also have singles league, singles league, the East and the West. Now, what we do there. The eight that made the playoffs the year before, they get to uh, they get split up evenly, assuming they all sign back up to play again. Two of them did not, and the two that did not are last year's champion David and Robert, who had won it the only two previous seasons. This will be our fourth season of singles league. Robert won it seasons one and two, Green Bay Packers style. David came in, all New York Jets, pulling the upset, guaranteeing it, and wins it in, in season three. All right? And neither of them are competing this year, so we will have a new champion. But when we split it up to the Western Division, Keon, Drew Rhodes, and the Assassin, Claire, all got put into, into the West. Now, based on random draw, here's the rest of the West. Chris Davis... Uh, plays on uh, Yellow Hammers out of Galette. Andy Caldwell, Bad Darts for Beer. Hoss, who's also out of uh, Galette. Jordan, who is out of Galette. Nick Chichester, that's Nick from Glorybound to all of us. Um, Mac from Unique. Uh, Kenny, who is technically not on the roster, but could end up playing some games uh, in the team season also. Sam Hall, Bad Darts for a Beer, Will Hollyhand from uh, from Dirty SOBs at Will House, and JJ from Bad Darts for a Beer. That's your Western Division in singles. Over to the East. The Eastern Division. The three that made the playoffs that were automatically set in it. Meat, I mean, it's meat. Come on, y'all know who that is. Uh, he, he, uh, he actually lost in the finals to David last year in singles league. But then comes back, wins the Scott Horless tournament. He's won countless championships. I think you know that is Wayne, who is there every year. Constant playoff person. Great player. Better person. Awesome. If you don't like Wayne then there's something wrong with you. That's your fault. Because Wade, Wade's just a great guy. And then myself, I was the other playoff guy that got put in there. 
And then on division, you got the Matt Jones out of uh, fun works and going around plays out of unique. Uh, ben L. Ben Lowe, he's a new one to the league. He's been coming in playing tournaments. Ben Lowe, Ben can uh, make and throw. He'll be uh, he'll be a good one. Fisher, uh, Jeff Fisher, good player, teacher, uh, professor. Uh, he, his throwing style is uh, is unique. Uh, you see what I did there? I'm going to work unique into this a lot. Um, but it is. But uh, the way he throws, but he hits it. He hits it well. Uh, Beck, who's been in it every season, she's back in it. Um, Ryan, that plays on the Yellow Hammers out of Galette. Paul, just Paul from Glory Bound, plays out of Unique. That's another against all odds guy. Tui, I think y'all all know Tui. He, uh, He's the winner of booze, man. But uh, then Wallen, my new teammate, I'll be playing against. He's in my division. So that'll be fun. Sam Willingham, uh, captain of the Hounds Truth team. Uh, fun guy. Uh, always always a good time when he's around. And then Eddie Edge joining Singles League. Uh, Eddie actually played his first match last night. Uh, he was able to beat Matt Jones 5-2. Beck was able to beat Sonya four to three, so it's a. Uh, I didn't put Sonya's name on the list. Wow, I'm a jerk. I didn't. I didn't even. I just skimmed right over Sonya. I'm sorry, Sonya. I'm a jerk. But she has played the Jews already for the season, and I got that down. So we got that. Anyway, Dark League starting up. Gonna be a lot of fun. You're gonna hear me update about it. Deal with it. I know you're going Coleman. Coleman. What are you doing, man? What are you doing? We got football coming up. Everybody, you know, it's, it's the end of July. We're getting ready for college football, getting ready for NFL. We need to know where we at, where we at. Yeah, that show comes later. Because that ain't today. Today, we're going to MLB, Major League Baseball. The trade deadline's coming up. It's a week from today, August 2nd, trade deadline. I think we're going to see a lot of moves. A lot of teams think they're in it. Let's take a look at these standings. And we're going to start out with the, <laughs> the New York Yankees. <clears throat> the Yankees are 66-31. and 31. That's ridiculous. But they're 5-5 five and five in their last 10. They start a huge series tonight with the Mets. All right? The, the Subway Series. Everybody's saying this could be a World Series preview. But I'm not sold on that. I'm not. I'm going to go through their division, and then I'll, I'll come back to that. I'll circle back to that. The Blue Jays, 12 and a half behind the Yankees, and they're 10 games over 500. That's stupid. They're 8-2 in their last 10, getting a little hot. Uh, the Rays are sitting there at 52 and 44, uh, only 13 and a half back. The Red Sox, 49 and 48, 17 games back. But my goodness, did they get absolutely destroyed Coming out of the All-Star break. Uh, they, and then Baltimore, 500, last in the league, 17 and a half out of first place. And they're a 500 baseball team. Over to the AL Central, you got the Twins on top. They're only 5 and 5 in their last 10. Um, they're 52 and 44 overall. Guardians, 48, 47, three and a half back. Uh, the White Sox in their four back. Royals, 13 back. Tigers, 13 and a half. Look, this is going to be a three-horse race down to the end. If you're a wagering enthusiast, 
These aren't teams that you really like to play with, with or against, because they're inconsistent. I mean, look at their last 10. Twins, 5-5. Five five. Guardians, 5-5. Five five. White Sox, 7-3. Royals, 5-5. Five five. Tigers, 3-7. Now, it's, they're, they're too inconsistent both ways. Neither seems long. Go to AL West. The Astros. On my power rankings, I have them number one in the AL. Why? Because of what they did to the Yankees heads up. Taking two in the doubleheader coming out of the break, big. They're 73 in their last 10. They're 64 and 33 overall. The Houston Astros are for real. This is a real team. You call them Asterix, you call them whatever you want, but them winning after they got in trouble, after whatever, the you know, Springer, a lot of the players are gone, they continue to win. Um, Brad's texting me right now. I invited Brad to be on my, on my podcast today, but uh, he just texts me, uh, word I can't say, overslept. I'm sorry, man. I sincerely apologize. And so, you know what? Let's go do the whole text. I'm going to reply to him. No worries, buddy. Uh, see, you, see you soon. Yeah, anyway. We'll get him on here next week, maybe. Maybe. If he can wake up. I don't know. I'll tell Jen. Jen will wake him up. Well, who runs that household? Anyway, Astros, that's team in the AL right now. Yankees need to handle this Subway Series. I know you Atlanta fans out there are hoping they will as well. But, mmm, this Astros team. Mariners got hot, obviously, before the break, but they went crazy. They're 7-3 now in their last 10. Still 12 back. Because uh, the Astros are also 7-3 in their last 10. Uh, then you got the Rangers at 20 back. Angels 23 and a half. Athletics 29. Get out of here. That's a, that's a wrap. Over to the National League. Let's go to the West. Where Freddie Freeman and the Dodgers are 8-2 in their last 10. 64-31. and 31, 11 and a half games ahead. Of the Padres. That's stupid good. Then you got the Padres sitting there. I mean, the Padres are 10 over 500. And they're 11 and a half back. The Giants, 16 and a half back. Rockies, 21. Diamondbacks, 21 and a half. Dodgers, for all intents and purposes, should win the National League. They should be in the World Series. But they should have done it last year, too. And they don't get around and let the worst franchise in sports do it. So, we'll see if they can get it done now. That they have Freddie Freeman. Um, Mookie Betts hopefully comes off the DL soon, and I think he can help them out a little bit as well. They'll get better. Um, the NL Central, the Comedy Central, because it's a terrible division. 53 and 44 leads the division. Yeah. The Brewers, 5 and 5 in their last 10. Cardinals only sitting two back. Pirates, 40 and 57, 13 back. <laughs> the Cubs, 13 and a half back, but we did come out hot out of the All-Star break, 5-5 five five now in our last 10, because what well, we're still not good at baseball. I was happy with our draft, 10 straight pitchers, but because we need it. Uh, and the Reds, the Reds, 37-58, uh, 15 games back. All right, that's a bad division. It really doesn't matter. Whichever team does make the playoffs is going to get killed. Then you go to the NL East, and the New York Mets are on top of it, 
two games ahead of Atlanta. Why? Because every time Atlanta creeps up and they get there, that half game behind the Mets, game behind the Mets, all they got to do is win that game, have the Mets lose, they're in first place, Atlanta loses, the Mets win, and they push it back out. Now, here's a chance for Atlanta as they, they're playing – who's Atlanta playing right now? Oh, the Phillies, the Phillies, the Phillies. They got a chance to play in them. The Phillies are sitting nine back, 50 and 46, four and six in the last 10 because they got swept by the Cubs. But the Phillies, Aaron Nola going tonight. They're underdogs. I like them. I like the Phillies in all these games. But the Mets, I don't think you're going to gain ground because I think the Yankees are going to handle them. I just think. I just think Big Brother sometimes has to put Little Brother in his place. And it would be huge for the Mets if they could win that series. I don't think they do. Um, the Marlins, 45-51. and 51. Sandy Alcantara, best pitcher in baseball. Lopez, very good number two. That's about all they have. Uh, when they're going, I kind of like them. When they're not, I don't. And the Nationals, 33-65. They're terrible. They're 27 games out of first place. That is not a good team. Now, what I was going to circle back to, right now on paper, everybody's going, ooh, this could be a Subway Series. It could be a Subway Series. Ooh, we could have a Yankees, Dodgers, New York, L.A. Oh, wow, all those big markets. That'd be awesome. I'm going to be shocked if Houston's not there right now. I'm telling you. I think Houston's the better team. And I don't like Houston. I'm not a fan of Houston. I don't even think I have a friend in Houston right now. I know a few people live there. I'm not sure what friends right now. But I think that uh <laughs> I almost went on a tangent and I stopped myself. I think that the Astros are, are the best team in the AL right now. Um as far as the NL, the Dodgers on paper, yes. They're the best team in baseball, yes. But can they do it in the postseason? Will they do it in the postseason? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Baseball gods are fickle. When you take Kershaw out so early in the season, when he's got a perfect game going and stuff like that, I wouldn't be surprised to see him get injured in October. You know, have to have, to, you know, have a little shelf life. But we did everything we were supposed to do. We tried to save it for the postseason. Mm-hmm. That ain't the time. You could skip a start later on. That ain't the time. Anyway, I do want to touch on this, the whole Brittany Griner, because I haven't done a podcast since all that happened. She's an idiot. The people supporting her are idiots. I don't care. Here's what happened. She's playing in Russia. Okay, go take the money. So in the offseason of the WNBA here, they let you do it, whatever. When you went, you were told how strict their laws and how strict their rules are and everything, how strict everything is. You knew. You were informed. Oh, it was an accident. I had some cannabis oil in my bag I didn't know about. That's your fault. It makes me think of Apple Man because I got high. 
I'm in a Russian jail because I got high. Yeah, that's that's why you're there. Exactly. <clears throat> and now you and your family and and your the WNBA and everybody is petitioning for the U.S. government to come bail you out. Okay. Okay, and don't get me wrong. The government should stand up for every American citizen. <coughs> <coughs> Even the ones that openly speak out like she did, I don't think they should play the national anthem before basketball games, before sporting events. I don't think you have to stand for it. You know what? You're right. I hate to say it because you will never see me sit down for it. I think it should be played more. But that is your right of a, as an American. You want to talk about freedom? Freedom's hard. It's hard, man. It's my right to stand up and salute. It's their right to burn the flag. That's that's what makes freedom so hard. They have that right. They do. But now you need them. You've spoken ill about them. <coughs> Should the government step in? Yeah. You're still a citizen of the U.S. But I think the government is doing the right thing right now by you still being over there in jail. They offered a prisoner swap. They wanted a terrorist that is trying to kill millions of Americans. Nope. Nope. That's a bad trade. That's a bad trade. We talk about sports on here all the time. That's a bad trade. We're not making that deal. We're not letting you have the terrorist that wants to kill all of us back in exchange for someone that actually did break the law. She did, to make it out like she did nothing wrong. She did. She broke the law. So she's in jail over there in Russia. That's her fault. She's not a political prisoner. They didn't grab her up off the street and, and lock her away because she's American. They locked her away because she broke the law. There are consequences for your actions. That is something that a generation of youth that are coming through now, whose parents didn't teach them that, are going to learn. Because let me tell you, buddy, life's going to punch you in the face. Many times over. As hard as it can and as hard as you let it. And they're going to get a rude awakening. A rude, that some of the most entitled. I'm going to tell this story. I had a, uh, this is a couple of weeks ago. I'm here, you know, at Unique, running the bar. And end of the night, we're closing. All right, guys, closing time. Everybody's going to go. Do you know why? Because we have a law that says what time we have to close. Everybody has to, no more drinks served after, uh, after 145. Um, everybody, no drinks in hand, everybody out by two, Monday through Thursday and Saturday, and then, uh, Friday nights, 245.3. So we're kicking everybody out. We had a band play that night. I say band, we do acoustic acts. Two people on stage, and they were great. They were so good. But uh, they get up, or I go up there to talk to them, 
kicking everybody out, and one girl goes outside. And she's like, no, wait, I'm with the band. They didn't speak up. Okay, we'll wait on them right outside. They'll be there in a minute. The only people that we allow to stay in here, standard operating procedure, are the people that are working. That work here, or that I'm paying. I'm about to pay the band. I pay the band, and then I start talking to them about booking more dates. Because it was the first thing that they, uh, first time they played it. And the guy was telling me about his new job, and he's moving to Texas. The girl that sang with him, she was so nice and so good. Uh, she was telling me that she would still be around, but needs to get with the controller player. I mentioned a couple of them around she might play with. She knew uh, one of those guys. Yeah, I'll talk to him, blah, blah, blah. We'll figure it out. Okay. Well, then all of a sudden, because I had not locked the door, because I'm talking to these people. The door swings open, and the friend, I'm using air quotes, y'all can't see that, comes back in. Hey, I'm not waiting outside with all those guys out there trying to hit on me. What? Okay. I was like, okay, just stand right over there and wait one minute. And she keeps talking. I went, ma'am, please just stop. Let me talk to them. I'll, I'll be You're good. Just stand there. Two people in the band never stepped up and went, hey, that's our friend, whatever, you know, whatever. She just keeps on. And finally I went, all right, you've got my number. Text me. We'll do this later. I'm sorry. The girl then looks at her friend, the, the friend that came in, looks at the girl that was in the band and goes, have you already got paid? And she goes, yeah. So down and just goes off. I want you to know you're an effing asshole for having me stand outside with all these guys, blah, blah, blah. And I went, okay, have a good night. Y'all good, y'all go. The guy in the band looks at me and goes, I'm sorry, man. I went, you're good, buddy. I'll see you later. It's not the first time I've had a drunk, uh, very entitled girl yell at me. I'm okay. All right, thank you. Have a good night. See you later. Y'all are out. You know, close the door, lock the door. All right, let's clean it up. We laugh about it, whatever. She then starts sending messages on Instagram. <laughs> okay. And I, I know she's drunk. I just reply back, yes ma'am, we're aware of the situation. We'll look into it. Yeah, because that guy needs to be fired. Guess what? That ain't happening. I ain't firing me. Mm. Mm. I was like, ma'am, we understand what happened. We will definitely look into the situation and it will be dealt with accordingly. And I was, um, you know, that was me being very nice. And she replies back, good, it better be. It better be? Okay, whatever, whatever, drunk girl. So I'll leave it alone. The next day I'm here, I've opened up. It's Saturday now, that was a Friday night. It's around 11 a.m. Yeah, I got home around 4 a.m. I was back here by 10 and we were opened up. And uh, she sends me the text. Uh, she sends another message. Hey, I take back my thanks. Because she said thanks, it better be. I take back my thanks. This needs to be dealt with. You had a 21-year-old girl standing outside, blah, blah, blah. You know, and there were all these guys out there hitting on her. First off, no guys out there hit on her. This girl, not attractive. Guys would have to be drunk at 3 a.m. to maybe talk to her. But anyway, so then I was like, all right, my turn. Now, standard operating procedure is at the end of the night, everyone must leave the bar. The reason why? 
is because it's the law. I was like, I was like, at no time did we feel like you were ever in danger. I was like, I have watched the cameras. Three guys did walk by. You said, you said to them, without them saying a word to her, just keep walking. You don't have a chance. And one of the guys goes, he goes, good, and kept going. Hmm. That was it. Nobody else was out there or around her. She stood there by herself. I was like, you then came back inside and very entitled, technically trespassing, after you had been kicked out and asked to leave at closing, just came back in. I'm not standing out there. Not with all these guys out there. Blah, blah, blah. Look, there's been some nights out there that I've seen a lot of people, and I've been like, yeah, wait in here. That's fine, whatever. Obviously, we're not trying to put anybody in danger, but there was literally nobody else out there. And anyway, she goes on and on. I explained to her the standard operating procedure, why she was asked to leave. I was like, I was simply paying the band, talking to them that they were leaving. Then I was like, by the way, the band, they apologized for you. They never once said, oh, yeah, this is our friend. Can they stay? Can she stay in here? We didn't know who you were. And I come in there all the time. In fact, I come in there so much, the door guy didn't even ID me. And I replied back, okay, now I'm going through the cameras. If the door guy didn't ID you, he's fired. I went, because I'm there every day, and I've never seen you. Tell me again how often you come. You know, I went through the cameras, by the way, she got ID. Hmm. I'm like, why would you even say that? Anyway, oh, because you're an entitled female adult. Anyway, so this goes on or whatever. And finally I went, okay, look, ma'am. I was like, let's make this really, I was like, if you think it's it's wrong and that our morals are wrong and everything's wrong for us to, at closing time, kick everyone out of the bar and we need to reevaluate it, I was like, you're going to be very disappointed because every night when we when closing time hits, we're going to make everybody leave. Because this is the law. Oh, by the way, $1,200 fine per person if I let them stay in here. I didn't make the closing times. When I started in this business, we didn't have one. You talked to your boy Walt Maddox about the closing times and the city council. I didn't make them. I just followed them. Anyway, I went, but let's make this real easy. Don't come back here. There's a lot of other bars. Go somewhere else. I then message each person in the band that played. Hey, I'm really sorry for the way things played out last night. I thought you two were great. Sorry about your friend. Sorry she was drunk and upset. But so you know, we're going to kick them out every night. Both of them apologized for her. I'm sorry, whatever. I ended up blocking the girls. I was tired of hearing it. Oh, she screenshot our messages and posted them and tagged me in them, which I liked them. And I was like, I don't care. And uh, just blocked her from messaging me. An hour or two goes by, I unblock her so that, you know, whatever. I just do that to you. Once they see it, they'll stop messaging. And I'm like, she'll sober up, realize it. I saw where she removed all of it and everything. Uh, she sent an apology. Hey, I'm sorry. I was really drunk that night. After talking to my friends, it wasn't talking to her friends. She posted it on there. And other people on Instagram lit into her and let her know, so you're mad because when the bar closed, they wouldn't let you stay? Who else is in the bar? 
the staff that was working, and my friends that were in the band. Somebody else commented, it was like, I'm friends with the band too. I don't even know you. They're like, I left. You could have left with us. Hmm. Yeah. Those are the type of people we deal with every day. That are very, very entitled. That's fine. Now that's, that's, I would say every day. We don't deal with that every day. Uh, people like that, we deal with. The majority of the people that we deal with are awesome and great. But we deal with that. Those type people, though, that girl, those type people, are going to have a very tough time in this world. Because she is going to expect, you can't do that. You get it. It'll be like the lady that came up Ole Miss weekend with her two small children and was about to come in and went, hey, before we come in, we need to see a menu. And I went, well, we do have menus, but they're drink menus. We're just a bar. We don't sell food. No, you have to sell food. It's the law that says you have to sell food in order to sell alcohol. And I, and I went, I'm going to assume that you're from Mississippi. I was like, Is your, she's wearing Ole Miss stuff. It was Ole Miss weekend. And I went, that you're from there. And in Mississippi, that is the law. But when you crossed over that imaginary line called state lines, you came into Alabama. And that's not a law here. No, that is a law everywhere. And I went, ma'am, we're not debating this. I'm busy. There's a cop right over there. And she took her two kids and went over there and was yelling at the cop. And the cop's trying to explain it to her. And she's arguing with him. That's the type of woman this girl's going to grow up to be. Different states have different laws. It's, I know that in uh, Maryland and, and uh, Pennsylvania, a lot of other places... In order to sell alcohol, you also have to sell food. Hmm. Not here. Not here at all. Also, we have signs. You know, like we told you we're just a bar. You have two small children with you. You really wanted to bring them into this environment? How about I call social services and get your kids taken away? Clown, get out of here. And yeah, all that started, I went on that rant because of Brittany Griner. Why? Because that's the type of person she reminds me of. Entitled. She got a she got a scholarship with the Baylor. Played basketball there. Four years, won national titles, did a lot of things. That led to the career that she has, making good money, doing well, traveling overseas, doing a lot of things. And she has come out and spoken badly about Baylor. Because when she was at Baylor, she was advised, never told she couldn't, advised, it probably wouldn't be best for you to openly talk about being gay. Hmm. Baylor's a Baptist school. You knew that when you signed the letter to go there, right? It's a private school. It's a Baptist college. If you're a private school, you can have private policies. That's part of it. Everybody doesn't have to go by your rules. They never, and also, they never told her, hey, you can't do this. Hey, here's a secret, Brittany. You never had to tell us. We heard you. We heard, we, we, we've seen you. We get it. Also, I don't care. Oh, no, 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 no. No, 
you have to care that I'm gay. No, I don't. I don't at all. I have worked in the bars for 20 years. I do not know how many people have come in and out of every bar I worked at. I worked at smaller bars. I've worked at some very big bars. But we'd have a thousand people a night, every night. Every night. And never once have we stood there at the door and gone, hetero or homosexual? Are you heterosexual or homosexual? Never ask. I've never asked any of my friends. I have friends that I know are gay. I have friends that I know are straight. Only because it came up in context of conversation or I saw them on a date with their significant other. Here's the thing. I don't care. You don't have to come out and give a speech saying, by the way, I like to date women. I like to date men. I don't care who you date. I don't care what you do. I like women. Sorry, that's me. Heartbreak around the world for every gay guy out there. I'm not an option. <laughs> I doubt y'all care. Y'all probably care about as much as the women care. <laughs> that, I'm, that, that I like women. They're like, oh man, never mind. Yeah, but you see where I'm at. Why, does it, why is that an issue? Why is it an issue at all? Who cares? I don't know. I don't know. They care. They care. Because they want you to care. She wants you to care. But you came out and you spoke bad about them. You spoke bad about the U.S. Now these are the people that you're calling and asking for help. Your coach, your WNBA coach, if this was LeBron James, he wouldn't be there. Say, look, I'm not going to get into the whole LeBron, Jordan, Kobe, Will, you know, Kareem, whoever, greatest player ever. Because it's a stupid argument. It's Michael Jordan. That's the end of it. Eh, stop. Anyway, I don't care about that. Whatever you want to say about LeBron, and LeBron says some stupid things, some very stupid things, you know, over the years and all that. I'm not a huge LeBron fan, but... LeBron has done some good things. He, you know, he built a school. He built a hospital. He's done, done some good things. But here's the one thing. He's never been in trouble. When LeBron got dropped out of high school to go to, uh, to go to the NBA, he was not mature enough to handle that, handle all that money. Nike and everything was thrown at him in any way whatsoever. But he had good people around him, his agent now. And you know what they did? They built a nightclub in his house. All right, and they invited people there. That way, it's a controlled environment. You're not out at the clubs and stuff. You're LeBron James. You don't have to leave your house. People will come here, invite whoever you want. All right, now you don't get the social experience that everybody else gets, but you aren't going to get that anyway, buddy. You were going to show up, and you were going to be sitting in a VIP section with security all around you, and you weren't going to be out. Mingling through the crowd, meeting random people. That ain't how it works. Not for you. Sorry. Deal with it. Deal with it with all your money. It's called first world problems, I believe. Anyway, but LeBron's never been arrested. LeBron's never been in trouble. To use him as the example, I thought was insulting to LeBron James. Maybe pick somebody that's been to jail or been arrested or been in any type of trouble 
and go, if it was them, they'd be, wait, would they? No, no, you can't say that because then the, the statement that makes sense because we put them in jail in America for breaking the law. Clearly, they're breaking the law in Russia. You see where I'm going with this? What do we care? I hate that ESPN continues to push all this. But welcome to the world we live in. And it's our fault we allowed it to get there. Anyway, I wanted to take some time to talk about that today. If you disagree with me, guess what? I don't care. If you agree with me, that's awesome. I don't really care. I also will never discuss any of this in the bar. Religion, politics, her. We don't we don't do it in the bar. Why? It's gonna cause an argument, it's gonna cause a fight. That's not why you came out. You can, if it is, don't come here. You came out to have a good time and to socially interact with others. Put your phone down. Put your phone down and have a conversation. All right? Have a debate about a sports team. Have a debate. You know, I mean, we got all about football coming up. We got a lot to argue about. I personally think this defense could be one of the best ever. Others say I'm crazy. Well, because this defense has Will Anderson. And Will Anderson is the first player in my lifetime that I am willing to compare and say he has the potential to do what Derek Thomas did. And that's scary. That's so scary. Will Anderson is the best player in college football. Will Anderson is the number one all-drop pick. And the only way he doesn't get those things is if the media that is ESPN pushes it. By the way, all you people that keep talking about, uh, we just had SEC media days and all that. Oh, well, with the expansion, with the expansion, we should have this, we should have this. That's not up to us. And you keep asking commissioners of the league, hey, are we going to expand the SEC? Are we going to add a North Carolina, a Miami, blah, blah, blah? No. They're, at this time, we're not doing anything, but we'll let you know. It's not their decision. No, 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 Coleman. They're the commissioner of the league. It's their decision. No, it's not. Let me tell you who's deciding. Da-da-da. Da-da-da. ESPN pays the bills, buddy. They make that call. Right now, why would ESPN even fathom warning teams from the ACC to leave it and come to the SEC. Oh, for the TV markets, for the SEC, blah, blah, blah. One, they have to bring enough of a market to the table that it's worth cutting them in to our piece of the pie, right? You got to make that pie a lot bigger for us to cut you a slice out of it, all right? But more importantly, ACC's contract is also with ESPN. Oh! So if they take their best ones and they put them over here, they're taking their money out of their back pocket and putting it into their front left pocket and going, I still have the same amount of money. Why did I do that? That didn't make any sense. ESPN is going to push heavy for Notre Dame to join the ACC. Y'all mark my words, follow this, follow this closely. They're going to want them in the ACC for one reason. So they don't join the Big Ten. If they don't get this big contract that they're asking for with NBC, where they can remain independent, the SEC is standing with Notre Dame going, hey, 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 let them stay independent. 
Let them stay in the minute. Yes, they're playoff eligible. They're everything good, good, good. Because we don't want them joining the Big Ten. We'd rather you be able to do your Notre Dame thing and stay independent than join the Big Ten. Okay? And if they don't get this deal done with NBC and they go, you know what, we're going to have to join somewhere, they're going to push hard for it to be the ACC. Because it's going to bolster up the ACC and give a little leverage to them when negotiating. Alright? And ESPN's the puppet master. That Mickey Mouse organization down there, they're the ones controlling it all. If you ever have a question about sports, the answer is very simple. Follow the money. That is my time. I thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. If you didn't, you know what? If you didn't, write down your complaints on a $20 bill, swing by the bar, drop it in the tip drawer. I read every one of them. Thank you so much. As always, I'll leave you with this. Shoot to score. Play to win. Don't go to jail in Russia. And when you get married, make for damn sure that you are the ugly one. I'm Chris Coleman.